At the end of the day, you need to look at your own analytics, right? Because what works for one industry or one company may not work for another company. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode in the den. Today, I am joined with Kyrus Westcott. Say hi, Kyrus. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> hi. We are going to be talking today about common mistakes made on social media. But before we get mm-hmm. into it, Kyrus, I think that people need to know because yeah. they've seen you before. If you haven't, right. if they haven't seen you, they're not on TikTok. That's for sure. <laughs> That's true. But you are so much more than just our social media guru. Yeah. You are an actor. You mm-hmm. are an influencer. You mm-hmm. have your own podcast and so mm-hmm. much more. So why don't you tell people a little bit about who Kyrus really is? Yeah, sure. Well, first and foremost, Kyrus does not sleep ever. That's uh, not a thing. <laughs> but uh, also... Ultimately, at the end of the day, I just want to make people smile in any way possible, any medium that I have the opportunity to to take advantage of. Uh, if I can make somebody's day better, if I can make somebody smile, if I can educate somebody with something, whether it's through a podcast, a blog, through my Patreon, through TikTok, Instagram, whatever it may be, I want to make somebody's day just a little bit better. And I just literally use my time to, to do that for people. And it's awesome. I can tell yeah. you, I was on TikTok this morning and I, there are people using your voice, your I original know. audio. It's so weird. Isn't it? It's really weird to like be scrolling through and like some random person from Nebraska is using my voice. Uh huh. I saw, weird. I was like, I was like, wait, I recognize that voice. And I had to look down and I'm like, there he yeah, is. <laughs> it's very awkward and weird, but I love it. Well, cool. congratulations Thank on you. that. Thank you. Um, so let's get into social media. Mm-hmm. You work with pretty well much every client that walks through these doors. Mm-hmm. You're part of the onboarding. You get the opportunity to meet our clients and work on their strategies. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of times where we can see common mistakes that happen again and again and again. And it's usually the same types of mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's kind of go through what is your number one mistake that you see? Absolutely. Number one out of everything that could possibly come through our doors that I see, there's no retargeting going at all. There is no funnel. There is no Facebook pixel installed on the website or whatever platform that they're using. There's no kind of tracking or retargeting going on. So a lot of times when they come into our building, they say, hey, you know, I don't know if I want to do social media because we've tried it before. It never really got us anything. So we just want to put more money towards something else. And the first thing that I always ask is I say, okay, well, I don't see a Facebook pixel on your website. How Are you retargeting? And they most of the time they may not even know what that means. And so I, let's yeah. pause for a minute mm-hmm. and let people know because you're you're, you're right. The mm-hmm. audience may not know what retargeting is. Mm-hmm. Um, with retargeting, you get the opportunity to capture the people who are actually visiting your Facebook page and then serve them up additional advertisements and creatives that help remind them who you are and what you do. Now, mm-hmm. I know when you're talking to clients, you kind of explain it a little bit different. So you want to kind of butter that up and, and make that sound really nice <laughs> Absolutely. No, you did a pretty good job, though. I like it. You're, hi- you. you're hired. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, ultimately, if you've ever been on a website and then you leave it and then all of a sudden you start seeing ads for that website wherever you go. Well, that's what we do. That's what a lot of people are missing. So at the end of, end of the day, you want to be able to turn that cold audience into a warm audience. On social media, uh, unlike PPC or Google or anything like that, where you can target people that are actively searching for that service, on Facebook, you are paying for the impression. So it's going to be put in front of people no matter what. So you want to make sure that you're utilizing your budget to the best of your possible, uh, best, best way possible, because otherwise it's going to go to random people. So you want to put it in front of a warm audience because they're going to be the ones most likely to convert. So with this retargeting, you now get the opportunity to put your face, put your name, put your mm-hmm. brand back in front of people that have already engaged with your content. Absolutely. So it's a no brainer. So no-brainer. I can see why mm-hmm. that's so infuriating yes. when there's no pixel installed <laughs> and they have no way of tracking that. 
You're just yeah. leaving so much on the table. Yes, a lot of wasted money. Mm-hmm. Well, I know this is on your list, and it's definitely on mine too because mm-hmm. I hear this all the time. We have clients come in the door, and they want to be everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Pinterest. They, they <laughs> just want to be everywhere. Yeah. And a lot of times they try to do the same thing on all the platforms. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that type of mistake that you see. 100%. So the another big thing that I see quite often is people want to hit that home run right off the bat. They want to get on every platform. They want to have hundreds of thousands of followers on each of the platforms. What what you really need to be doing is focusing on one, maybe two, right? Grow those. And what you can do is once you reach once you reach a certain point with those platforms, you can use those to grow your other platforms. So if you know that your team likes to utilize Facebook and Instagram, Focus on those two first. Grow up your audience on your Facebook page or your Instagram profile, whatever it may be. And then from there, if you're like, you know what, I want to get a Twitter account too. You can start using your Instagram and your Facebook to promote your Twitter. And then that way your audience will just kind of follow you along and it'll grow from there. Um, sometimes I'll, I see a lot of people spread themselves too thin. Right. And, and they get very disappointed when they're not seeing growth from all over. You have to be patient with your growth. And I also Mm -hmm. think the audience, even though like Facebook and Instagram, everyone says, oh, the audience is very similar, but Mm -hmm. it's not. And we know that, right? (laughs) We we know there's different demographics, there's different ages that are interacting with these. And it's the same thing with Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. You are more of a Twitter person than me, right? (laughs) And I can can admit that. I just, I don't. For some reason, it just does not, it doesn't Mm -hmm. catch my attention, but there's an audience there. So I think when you also take the time to focus on one or two platforms at a time, you can really start to learn what your audience is doing, Mm -hmm. who your audience is within that platform. 100%. I think it's really important that people understand that you can't just put this one thing. I think what you're alluding to is that you can't just put one thing on Facebook and then put the same thing on Instagram or then on LinkedIn and then on uh, Twitter and then expect the same results. There's different audiences on each of those platforms. They all have different goals. So you need to keep that in mind. And when you're able to focus on two, you know, one, maybe two platforms at a time, get perfect that. And then it'll make it easier when you're focusing on the other platforms to say, okay, uh, this is what worked here. What can I take from this and apply here? What can I take from the platform itself and, and grow from right. that? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, Twitter is more about news, right? Yes. So if it's I'm about put, the right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that if you're, there's no reason to put a bunch mm-hmm. of creative and kind of get fun and, and mm-hmm. stuff on Twitter when you know that people are spending their time going to Twitter because they want to know what's happening right now. Yes, they want the right now and they want it fast. That's why there's character limits on your tweets. They want it, boom, as as quick as possible. What are some of the other mistakes that you see coming through the door? Yeah, so... um a lot of one of the main questions that people will ask is how many times should I be posting in general, right? And you can go on websites and and blogs and they'll say you should post this many times and you should post at nine o'clock on a Monday because Facebook is you know blah blah. At the end of the day, you need to look at your own analytics, right? Because what works for one industry or one company may not work for another company, right? So you can take these broad be- uh, benchmarks here, but you really need to see, okay, my audience is, is, is mainly on maybe at 2 o'clock. So let's focus on that. Let's focus on the 2 o'clock. On top of that, what I see a lot of people do is um, post things that aren't really re- – aren't going to grow their business at all, right? So they're focusing on the sale, which is fine. But what are you giving the audience? What, why, are, why are you just throwing things at their face? You want to give them some value, right? Are you promoting your, uh, your, your culture at your job? Are you, what are you doing to stand out from the rest? Because when you're scrolling through the feed, you're competing with everything, competing with other ads, other companies, other uh, Profiles, personal profiles, you got to make yourself stand out from the rest. So you can't just post for the sake of saying, hey, yes. I got four posts out. You know, I'd rather people posts. post one really good post a week 
than five eh, posts right. every day. Well, that kind of mm. leads into another mistake that we see all the time, which is either poor CTAs mm. or no CTA at all. And for mm. those of you who don't know, we're talking about call to action. When you put that post out on social media, you have to tell people what you want them to do, right? You have to lead them to the water. Yes. And a lot of times it's confusing. Like you see this post and maybe it's a great creative, but you're like, what do they want me to do? Yeah. Do they want me to call? Do they want me to buy something? Where am I going? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that you see with poor call to actions or no call to action at all that you think that you know business owners should be considering? Yeah. You need to guide your audience to where you want them to go. You have to tell them what you expect them to do. Otherwise, you can't assume, you shouldn't assume that they know what they're doing, right? So if you want phone calls, if you put out an ad or, or uh, organic post, whatever it may be, make it clear that you want them to call you, right? Make that big, loud, and clear. On top of that, do not throw in 17 different call to actions. Don't You don't have to put in your, your, your email address and your phone number and your fax number and, and all of these other things. Focus on one thing at a time with social media because people are going to be looking at it real quick. You need to make it clear what you want them to do. It's funny you threw fax out there. I <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're still talking about fax numbers, yes. but hey, it's it's legit. Yes. And I still have clients that send me printed off copies mm -hmm. with notes and they fax it and send it over and yeah. these are the changes. My like, mom still pays all her bills with like checks like hand, and she mails it in. I'm like, Ma, you can do this. Mom, if you're watching this, you can pay online. It's a lot easier. I promise you. You can trust, you can trust them. It's okay. I don't even have checks. So, <laughs> all right. Um, well, uh, one of the other issues that we see all the time has to do with low resolution imagery. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those things that's, it, it can be confusing because while we, you do want to have good resolution photos, it also is possible to get that with your iPhone. Not mm -hmm. everything has to be a professional shoot. Not everything requires, mm -hmm. you know, someone to come out to your location. But it is important that the quality mm -hmm. of those images are out there. Yes. What kind of advice do you have for people who are really struggling with poor imagery and just really bad creative? Right. Um and we're going to get into this later, but you want to make sure that you explain to your audience their desired result, right? So if you're, let's just say you are a remodeling company and you uh, want to show a picture of the work that you've done, it would be better for you to show a clear, crisp photo of the work pretty much completed, if not done already, as opposed to the construction process. Let people see what the desired result is. You can take it with your iPhone. You don't have to order a, a whole professional service, even though we do offer that if you need it. <laughs> you know, you you don't have to do all that. Just take a very clear picture. Um, if you're looking at it and you said to yourself, I don't know if I would, you know, send this to somebody to show our work off. If you wouldn't, should it, if you wouldn't send it to somebody via text, what makes you think that you would want to send it, you know, uh, to, to millions of people around the world? Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, now let's get a little bit into the nitty gritty, mm -hmm. because I know a lot of times we spend a lot of the onboarding really kind of explaining the funnel and audience creation. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, it's hard for them to understand the amount of work and effort that goes in to yeah. creating those. So mm -hmm. let's share a little bit about what you see there and kind of the process that we go through to mm -hmm. really help clients get the foot footing off when it comes to social. Sure. It's um at the end of the day, patience, 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 right? You have to build your audience. When you build your audience, it's going to be a lot easier for you to remarket back to them. Social media takes time to grow, especially if you're a longer funnel client. So our longer, longer funnel business, if you are a service company where people might see the, the ad online, right, wherever it may be, they may not need a new roof right now, but they might need it three, four months from now, right? 
that's going to take time to kind of grow that audience in there, right? If you're a t-shirt company and you can just sell it right off the bat, then the, obviously the funnel is shorter. But you need to stay patient with all of this. You need to have top, middle, bottom funnels. The same thing that you would do with any other uh, type of marketing, you need to make sure you're doing with social media. It's not as immediate as people think it is. Obviously, you have things that just kind of take off, which is great, right? But it's not its not a guarantee. You need to make sure you let this kind of – I always say you need to finesse the audience, right? Absolutely. You need to you need to let them just work their way through. They'll be there if you continue to stay consistent. I use a, a net analogy, right? Mm-hmm. So I look at the, the top of the funnel as you're really casting that wide net, right? Mm-hmm. You're, whether you, yeah. you might be casting your net into a pool of 50,000 fish, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to be able to see what you can reel in and what you can get. And the further down the funnel you get, the smaller that net gets, yes. but also that's because you're working with a smaller pool. Yes. And now you may be working at the bottom of the funnel with 5,000, you know, or 10,000 people that mm-hmm. you know are truly interested. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're really going to hit them with those call to actions. Yes. But in order to get there and be able to take out of, you know, 50,000, 150,000, 200,000, you know, fish, you have to be able to work through that funnel and make that net smaller and smaller as you go down so that eventually you're literally just casting right into yes. who you know is going to be your core audience. Yes. And here's the even, here's the even great, greatest thing out of all of that. When you start to see leads coming in, you can optimize that to find other people that are similar to them, right? So when you have qualified leads coming in through social media, the social media platforms know that you're getting qualified leads, right? So you can say, hey, here's a group of people that really worked for us. You know, they became clients. They're very good clients, uh, customers for us. Find other people that are just like them. So that way you don't have to worry about, okay, um, my demographic is this, or I I think I need to target people that are interested in this. You can let the platforms do some of the work for you, especially if you're really, really busy or you don't have time or you don't have one SEO to doing it for you. You know, you can let the, the, the platforms themselves do the hard work for you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, and I think I did, it was either a story or a reel on this because a lot of times I don't think people realize how important it is mm-hmm. to pay attention to your core audience mm-hmm. and the niches within inside that audience. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that as you are looking at your social media and you're looking at your audience and you're working with agencies on building those out, you really need to kind of take into consideration how far you can break down that core audience and get intricate. Because as mm-hmm. I'm going through social media, the things that are going to catch my attention, oh, while well, we do have a lot in common, there are things that are going to catch my attention that aren't going to catch yours and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if it comes to pop culture and things like that, they might grab us both and, you know, Mm -hmm. we might be excited. But when it comes to our personal beliefs or things Mm -hmm. that really interest us, we're obviously not wearing the same type of clothing. We obviously don't, you know, have the same in-home needs and things like that. So really being able to break that down, I think that that's a piece we see a lot of clients missing. Absolutely. Part Mm -hmm. of that comes to budget too. And this is a conversation (laughs) we've had because they don't want to invest a lot into social Mm -hmm. media. So when you look at, say, if I have a $500 budget or a $1,000 budget, I'm not going to be able to break that audience down as nitty gritty Mm -hmm. as we would like to. When you actually have a larger budget to play with, then you can really start to fine tune the messaging. Yeah. uh, What it really comes down to is setting the expectation, right? So let's just say you you do only want to spend $100, right? Okay. We know right off the bat, you're probably not going to get leads right off the bat with that $100. What can you get out of it? Okay, well, I can send traffic to the website so that if you're spending money on the Google side of things, okay, now you're entered into Google's funnel, right? You can you can fine tune everything that you want from an audience perspective. There, you tell your platforms everything that they need to know without you, without you even realizing it. If you watch a video as you're scrolling through, if you watch a video for three seconds, I'm going to know that. 
if you watch it for the whole way through. I'm going to know that. I'm going to know, okay, I want to target people that watch this thing all the way through because I know that they didn't accidentally watch it and they're going to be more interested in what I have to offer. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And to your point with that $100, setting the expectation is great because it's not that you can't add value Mm -hmm. with that $100. It's just that that value is going to look different. And we talked about remarketing and retargeting. Well, with that $100 sending people to the website, now Mm -hmm. Google has the ability to remarket to them, Mm -hmm. which then in turn helps that Google funnel and allows your PPC to perform well. So they Mm -hmm. do work hand in hand with one another. Absolutely. Uh, we the, The PPC team and the social media team here really work together a lot because when they see success, we see see success and vice versa. So we're always working hand in hand for sure. Well, Mm -hmm. before we get into the final roar and I let you leave the audience with your your core (laughs) tips here, um, something that happened just when I was pulling into the office earlier today and I just wanted to pick your brain about it. So I literally pulled in and we talk about Google and Facebook and how much they listen to us and pay attention. One of our employees is wearing a Sherwin-Williams shirt today and was outside walking, right? I just mentally started the jingle in my head, yeah. right, for yeah. Sherwin-Williams. Mm-hmm. I got into my office, sat down in my computer. The first email in my inbox was a Sherwin-Williams ad. <laughs> Do you believe that they can read our minds? No, I don't think they can read our minds. However, I, 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 we can explain maybe why that happened. Like, like, say, if we're sitting here talking about Six Flags Great Adventure, mm-hmm. right, um, and I was... I visited Six Flags Great Adventures website. Since all of our phones are being tracked, really, like they, Facebook knows that both of us are in the same vicinity right now. Mm-hmm. Facebook is just going to assume, okay, maybe Kai and CJ were talking about Six Flags, perhaps, because they're in the same area right now. And Kai just visited the, their page or maybe their, the actual location. Let's maybe push a Six Flag ad over there. It might help CJ become a thing like that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're like listening, but they're they're listening just not in the way that we th- yeah. think. <laughs> well, I'm curious to hear what the audience has to say. Yeah. If you think they're reading our minds, because I did not <laughs> sing the jingle out loud, did not. But that email was in my inbox, and I forgot. That's part of your resume too, roller coaster rider. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm actually going to be at an event at Six Flags. I got invited to an event for uh, for some influencers uh, in a couple of weeks, so I'm excited for that. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to to watch the footage that you put out on yeah. that. Um, well, let's go ahead and uh, leave the audience with your final roar. So mm-hmm. what are your biggest tips that you want to leave our audience with today when it comes to social media mistakes? I can't stress this enough. Be patient. You have to be patient with social media. A lot of people think that social media, once you run an ad or put out something, that it's going to be immediate. And sometimes it is, yes. But if you want to play the long game, you need to be patient. I see a lot of people give up. I see a lot of people give up after maybe a month. You're not going to be successful in one month, especially if you're in a longer funnel type of industry. Stay patient, stay on top of your analytics, make adjustments when necessary, and you're going to be fine. You're going to find success no matter what. I I can promise you that. Temperatures are high right now. We're seeing it. We're talking to our clients on a daily basis. One of the things that we know from the pandemic and the beginning of the pandemic and what we've been through over the last couple of years is that marketing is crucial during this time period. It truly is. Like Kai said, do not give up on the marketing that you're doing. Just work really closely with the agency or the strategists that are on your team to make sure that you're hitting the right audience, that you have the right messaging, and that you're doing the right things. There's always room to improve. The one thing that you don't want to do is walk away from where your audience is because we know that they're there. Yes, that's they are. They're, they're waiting for you. <laughs> they're definitely waiting. Thank you so much for joining us today. Kai, thank you for being with me. Thank you. And look forward to next time.